Hi everyone, my name is Callie. And I'm Grant. Welcome back to our podcast, Big World. Small Bites. This week we have some sustainable New Year's resolutions for you. Everything from water usage, compost and driving, to learning about your community. New Year's can feel daunting, but you can explore these ideas all year long. Choose to add in a resolution each month, or focus on one for the whole year, but allow yourself to try something new. We hope you're hungry, because we're going to be breaking down this big world into some small bites. Okay, so let's get into talking about some of these sustainable resolutions. My first one is eating less meat. Ooh, okay, yeah. okay. So notice how I did not say become vegan or mm-hmm. be vegetarian. It turns out that according to a New York Times article that if everyone in the country reduced their consumption of beef, pork, and poultry by a quarter and substituted with plant proteins, we would save about like 1% of our greenhouse gas emissions. Which wow. is not nearly as many. If everyone became vegetarian, we'd cut 5%. But still, 1% is a good amount, and there's a lot of other sectors we can go to. And it would also save a lot of land area. It said yeah. an area roughly the size of Indiana if we just cut back meat by a quarter. And I feel like there's a lot of options nowadays, especially for vegetarian options, but vegan options as well. Some really good alternatives that are much more available today than they were in the past. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's easy to to kind of consider eating less meat because it's definitely good for your health as well, especially reducing like red meat. And beef is one of the biggest impacts. So if you can eat a little bit less red meat, that would make a big difference. Because meat consumption and and production causes deforestation to try to make land for grazing. A lot of methane releases, that's a big part of of cows. Um, And just intensive farming practices that aren't good for animals and aren't good for the planet um, and leaving this land area for other uses would just be so much more beneficial. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know I'm a big fan of those Beyond Burgers, and they have, like, a yeah. whole website or listing on their website that talks about how like, much less water they use and how eco-friendly they are. Yeah, and they have, like, jerky now. I really want to yeah, try yeah. it. They have some at, like, the little place on campus, and I really want to try some because they have, like, our dining money left over, and yeah. I, I, nev- I always hoard it. And I'm really tempted to go buy a pack so I can see what the Beyond jerky is like, so... I've heard it's good. Well, but, shout out Susquehanna University right. Dining. I know. But if you're not ready to try to eat some Beyond Meat products or Impossible products, here are some easy ways you can reduce your meat intake this year. So one thing is to take it one meal at a time. So you could try one meal a week, um, or you could try just going meatless before dinner time. So you could have meat for dinner but not eat meat during the day before then. You could just cut down the amount of meat that you eat. So maybe you don't stop eating it at all, but you just cut it down. Mm-hmm. And then also you can try out tofu. It's a lot less scary than it seems. It tastes like whatever you put in it. So if you put some good sauce on it, it's going to taste like the sauce. You just got to make sure you get it crispy. So it's it's not as scary yeah. as it sounds. Yeah, tofu is pretty good. I, I really I really enjoy to, uh, tofu. But I have some stuff for you as well, today, yeah. Callie. So. Let's get into it. Kind of uh, bridging off of our last episode here on shopping, I have a little bit on on reusable bags or or plastic Mm -hmm. bags, I guess, being the issue. Uh, The first thing is it's actually really easy nowadays to find reusable bags. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some are better than others, though. And so just as a quick shout-out, two really, really cool companies for bags are Chico Bags. 
which <laughs> some people I think have probably heard of, a very popular brand. They're a certified B corporation, so they uphold those environmental standards. They're part of 1% for the planet, so they give back a certain amount of their profits oh, back cool. into the planet. Yeah, yeah, really, really cool. And here's, like, even the kicker. As of, I think, 2020, they're also carbon neutral. Oh, wow. Yeah, exactly. So they, they help reduce their emissions. But along with that, there's another company that's been around for a very long time called Eco Bags. Interesting. Yeah. They're these, uh, these reusable bags, and I think the company says that they've been around since really about, like, the 1990s. So very old company. They, they've been around for a while. They make all kinds of, of eco bags, and they're also very involved in the planet and, and different environmental standards, which is super, super cool. But ignoring reusable bags for a second, which mm -hmm. are great, and if you continue to reuse them and, and offset reuse, you know, single-use single, single use bags, they definitely come out on top in terms of environmental impact. But have you ever heard of the laundry basket trick? No, I have not. Ah, here you go. Okay, so... Sometimes when I remember, I keep a laundry basket in the back of my car, which seems a little odd, but, but fo follow me out here. Fo follow me through with this. And when you're at the store, you can get either like a little handheld basket or get a cart, fill up the cart or the basket full of items, and then instead of getting any single-use bags or even reusable bags, just take it straight to your car, the, the cart or the basket, fill up the laundry basket in your car, and then just put the cart back. And then oh. you can just use the laundry basket to carry it, and you can do a lot more in one trip. That's crazy. Right? Yeah. So all it takes is a single laundry basket, and then you're good to go for a lot of your big grocery hauls. That's interesting. Right? Yeah. I know. I mean, you seem a little odd just driving around with a right, yeah. laundry basket in the back, but you can just tell everybody that you're, you're reducing your, your single-use bags. Right, because most people have a laundry basket Just already. lying around. Exactly. So. Exactly. So if you don't want to go out and, and buy reusable bags, uh, the prices have definitely been going down on them, but they can still yeah. be... This will be a little pricey if you're looking for just kind of a way to use that laundry basket that's been sitting in your, your basement or your, your room for forever. Yeah. Put it in the back of your car. That's really smart. Yeah, it's a super cool trick. Yeah. Well, and speaking of driving in your car with your laundry basket, how can we drive less this year? So first, the bad news is that in 2017, all the light-duty vehicles and the U.S. produced over a thousand million metric tons of CO2 equivalents. So that's about a fifth of our entire emissions footprint as a country. Wow. Yeah. And so a 10% cut in driving would be the same as taking 28 coal-fired power plants offline for a year. That's crazy. Right? But the thing is, is that cutting 10% of how much you drive isn't necessarily possible. Um, the writers of this New York Times article emphasize that they don't want people to feel guilty for using their cars mm -hmm. because there really isn't an alternative in the U.S., depending on where you live. Yeah. So our gas prices used to be relatively cheap, <laughs> but for a long time that has upheld that it's easy to drive. And there's very little access to public transportation, and it's unlikely that it's safe or able. Like you're, It's unlikely that you'll be able to walk somewhere, and it's unlikely that it'll be safe to walk somewhere even if there are, even if it's not too far away. So it's okay if we can't reduce our driving that much. Something you can do is just reduce how many short rides that you take. Yeah. So over a third of all car trips are less than two miles. Um, yeah. Wow. <laughs> and so if you can walk somewhere or bike, or if there are some public transportation, you know, that could add up to lessening our, our use. And so really, if you think about it, okay, I can combine errands 
maybe you know you need one thing from the grocery store today can you buy everything you need today so you don't have to go back just trying to avoid those unnecessary trips so that's something small so maybe your goal is to change something big and reduce your driving by 10 percent but if that's not possible for you think about how you could combine some of those shorter rides that you might take during your week yeah 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 no definitely uh, and then speaking of of going to the grocery store maybe buying different groceries Another really, really cool New Year's resolution that you could bring into your year is composting. Mm, yeah. Uh, so I know a lot of us probably in America especially get rid of a lot of food. Yeah. Whether things just go bad. And we've, all, we've all been guilty of it. You know, you put something in your fridge for later. You're like, I'll come back to it. I'm going to eat this. And then a month later when your fridge starts to smell, you're like, what have what I done? What is that? Yeah. What have I done? Um, but composting is this really, really cool process where you take your organic materials and you kind of make it into this nutrient-rich soil that you can use as, as things go through the natural decomposition uh, decomposition phase. And you really get this nice earth-smelling material, earth-using material, that's all from the EPA. But uh, composter and composting has become much, much more available. So you can go online right now, you can get little hand-turned compost, little, I don't know, like cylinders, cylindrical yeah, type, yeah. type items. Yeah, and you can put it in your backyard, or you can get like a little bucket you keep in your house, that's what I have. Yeah. And then you can put it out and your little composter, but really you just, you put it in this little compact little area and you just spin it every once in a while, give it a turn. Um, you can get it all over now and it makes yeah. this really, really nice compost. You can use for a garden, you can use for other types of, of, of planting materials you have, donated, give it away, but it's a great way to reduce emissions instead of just throwing all that food in this sealed plastic bag with a bunch of other trash. Yeah, and, and does it smell? No, actually, that's the thing. Uh, oftentimes, compost doesn't really have a smell if you yeah. do it correctly. Everybody thinks it smells. Nobody wants to do it because it smells. Yeah. It doesn't have to smell, people. It doesn't. You just take care of it. <laughs> and even if it does, I mean, a lot of these composters are just, you can leave them outside in your yard. They mm -hmm. have protection from the rain. They're sealed off. You just kind of open it up, throw the food in, close it, give it its turn. It's not too bad. It is not too bad. Very simple, and it's a great way to also just save space in your trash bag. Yeah, that's true, because your trash bag can smell really bad. I think that's kind yeah. of the counter argument of like, well, my compost will smell bad. Like, your trash can smells bad. <laughs> you throw one onion away, it's done. That's like, you I'm have saying. to take it outside. Exactly. So it's it's a way to just make those things that are decomposing in a plastic bag actually turn into something that is going to be useful and is not going to rot and yeah. create methane in a landfill. Absolutely. Yeah, well, I've got something somewhat simple also. This is a classic one, but an important one, using less water. Yeah. So this is something that I think is always really pushed, and we focus on, like, taking shorter showers and all that sort of stuff, and it kind of seems like like it's unimportant. But really using less water is a huge deal. I mean, we see the impacts that drought is already having on California. Yeah. Um, as things get drier, this is only going to become more important. And um, – there are some small things that you can do to use less water. So one of the biggest things is fix leaks in your house. Leaking faucets just cause a lot of water loss. You don't notice it because it's so small, yeah. but over time it wastes a lot of water. Something that irks me, those commercials for those dishwasher pods that are like, I run my dishwasher every night. And they're like, those, you know, I see yeah, your face, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. And they're like, we can you can run your dishwasher with only one dish in it with this dish soap. Like why why would you do that? Mm -hmm. I guess for convenience sake, but please fully load your dishwasher every time you run it. Same yeah. thing with the laundry. You don't have to wash well, sometimes you have to wash one shirt. It happens, but 
you know, what, yeah. put, do full loads of laundry. These things are really small, but it makes a big difference because if you just continually only wash small things and you have to do it more and more often, that's just, it uses the same amount of water every time. You know, like your dishwasher is just going to do its cycle. And if it's really effective, it will be able to clean all your dishes if it is yeah. as effective as it says it is. Yeah, and you know, you can just like scrape, you can scrape the food from your plates into your compost bin instead exactly. of just putting it down your drain, you know? Absolutely, it's, absolutely. Yeah, and the last thing, wash your clothes using cold water when you can. Cold water is better for most clothes anyway, so just you don't have to go using hot water all the time Yeah, because it takes a lot more energy to heat up that water. So think about your water usage this year. Absolutely. No, that's a great one. And just, again, bouncing off of that, speaking of, of washing things, clothes included, Yes. there's a lot of great things you can do this upcoming year with old clothes. So I think a lot of people have heard of the, the donate old clothes idea, whether you're going to just like a drop-off location, a community aid, Salvation Army type drop-off box, or in, in a store itself, that's a great way to get rid of, not get rid of, but give a new life to old clothes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but another great thing you can do is if you have some really tattered clothes, some really tattered towel, something you're like, nobody would want this, you can actually oftentimes take it to an animal shelter oh, or yeah. some other animal sanctuary, and they can use it as bedding, or they can use it for different types of, of processes they do there. Um, but another great thing is there's certain companies and websites that just take old clothing or, or old shoes as well. Yeah, uh, Nike has a program where they sometimes take old sneakers uh, sometimes you need a lot of them, but there's there's some all throughout the United States, different drop-off locations that'll take really tattered clothing and be able to break it down and use it for other items. And so just a really simple goal this year could be, before I throw this clothes, these clothes away, let me think about any place that's near me. Maybe I'll save up for a little bit of clothes and then make the drive. But if you're going somewhere already, definitely uh, donate those clothes. Donate those clothes. Yeah, don't throw them away. I feel like I didn't realize that people threw out old clothes until I started learning more about the environmental issues we're facing, just because, like, it's a real issue that clothes yeah. end up in landfills and they don't go away. And that also goes for retailers. Sometimes places don't resell clothes once you return them. Sometimes they just throw them away. So I think along with donating clothes comes with, you know, be mindful of your consumption of clothes. I think sometimes yeah. when you see that pile of clothes that you're ready to donate, you're just like, why? Why did I buy all of these in yeah. the first place? Why do I have so many? So I think that can be a good exercise in, in rethinking your consumption to while you're doing it. Yeah, I know for me, I'll look at old clothes and be like, I can't believe I even wore that. Yeah. <laughs> like at the time, I thought it was great. And then I look at it, you know, in retrospect, and I'm like, wow, I can't believe I thought that looked good. Yeah, it's the way the trend cycle works. I think that goes Such along with our last fashion. episode. Yeah. yeah, it's just things, the micro trends seem really awesome, but they don't last yeah. at all. But the thing is, trends do come back. So keep your stuff because, like, stuff from the 90s is cool now. So give it 20 years. Stuff from the 2000s is going to be cool. So keep it. Keep your weird. Keep that vintage shirt in the back of your closet. Donate the other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Something you can do to be more thoughtful this year is to learn about indigenous movements, issues, and just their beliefs and understand the people who lived on the land that you live on before you lived there. And I think one current issue that I want to talk about is the Indian Child Welfare Act, which is under consideration at the Supreme Court right now. So this law requires state courts to make efforts to protect Native children and keep them together because being removed from their homes disconnects them from their culture, their traditions, their identity. It has lifelong impacts. 
And in our resources, we'll link an article from the ACLU called Keeping Keep Our Families Together with stories from those communities of children who are now adults who were separated from their families as children and feel really disconnected from their communities or had just lifelong negative impacts from this. And so there's lots of petitions right now, lots of various things you can do to help support this. But I think something that could be useful to you for a resolution would be to look into these news articles, figure out what a current issue is for Indigenous people, find out what maybe is an issue for Indigenous people in your area. Other things you can do are read books written by Indigenous authors. One of my favorite books ever is Braiding Sweetgrass by Robin Mall Kimmerer. It's kind of, I think, on the top of some bestseller lists right now, but it's been out for a long time. And it's just about indigenous wisdom with the environmental movement and I think it's just just like stunning and it's very very impactful and informational but also just beautifully written and there's also great fiction by indigenous authors as well um this author Louise Erdich um I know my bookstore at home that I work at shout out to commonplace reader uh the night watchman was one of um the women's fiction book club picks so I wanted to share that one with you too so it's not just about you know, learning about what the issues are. It's also about honoring indigenous knowledge and supporting creators. Yeah, no, that's amazing. And I think on that note, one thing that everybody can do, uh, whether it involves that or just another topic in general, is, is pick something going into this year, environmental or not, but especially when it comes to communities that are being impacted, the planet, um, or just other people in general, and, and really dive into it. You know, pick one topic and read as much as you can about it. Uh, try to understand the impact you're having on them, whether it be the planet or, or a group of people or animals. Um, really just dive into something. You know, let yourself experience and explore something new. Take that interest to another level. I know each year I like to pick at least like some topic and dive into it. I know like this year a lot, I, I did a lot on compost. You know, But yeah. before that, I did not know that much about compost. I thought it might smell if it was, yeah, if there it was you in go. my place. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, definitely try to try to pick something and really let yourself let yourself enjoy it, let yourself get into it. Yeah, and going on about that learning, um, I have a resolution for learning more about your community. So this could go into what organizations what organizations exist there. So is there a chapter of like the Sunrise Movement or the Climate Reality Project in your area that maybe you could join or that you could just support in some way? Or what local shops are there to support? So are there is there a bookstore? Is there some really cool new coffee shop that's run by local people? And get to know them. I mean, we have a really cool cookie place here called yeah. A Small Good Thing. And if you go there, like the owners, Dan and Rachel, they're going to know your names. They're going to know what's going on with you. They're going to ask you questions about it. And I think like that sense of community is so important. Like I love walking in there and they say hi and they say my name. They ask me how I'm doing and they genuinely care. Yeah. Uh, I think that that connection is really important. And then along with that, do you and the people in your community live near a factory, a polluted waterway, something that either needs to be – that you need to be protected from or something that needs to be protected? So is there a piece of land that you really feel should be protected? And what are people in your community doing about that? So I think there's ways to find connections in your community and learn more about the place where you live and the people that you live around. Yeah, and I think when you make those connections, it makes it much easier to actually voice your concerns to those yeah. people and for them to take it seriously. You know, when you go to a place every day and you make those connections, if you bring up a sustainable idea, they're, they're much more willing to listen. Yeah. But oftentimes these organizations, especially local ones, have these weekly or monthly newsletters, and it's a really, really great way to learn about your community, some issues that might be impacting them, and, and uh, some ways you can get involved. 
Right, because even if all you can do is like sign a petition, like maybe you can't come to a meeting or provide financial support, just showing your support in one way, I think means a lot to people and also it, it is impactful. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. But uh, I think we fit you with a good amount of stuff here today. Yeah. I think when, you, when you know, you're waiting around on New Year's Eve, you're thinking about the things you can do in the coming year and, and the, really the ways to hit the ground running. There's a lot of different ways you can bring in people, your community, and the planet. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're very excited to hear about everything people take on. Yeah, and, you know, you could choose to do one resolution every month or you could just choose one or two to focus on because New Year's isn't the only time that you can make a change. So you have plenty of time next year to see what sustainable switch fits best in your routine. Well, everyone, I think that's going to be it for us for this year. Thank you so much for going on this little environmental journey with Callie and myself. We'll be back in the new year with some more small bites of this big world.